Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garland. And I'm Tom Robinson. And uh, Tom, you know, you've been in the house now for a whole, uh, what, six, seven hours, I think. Um, uh, and it's <laughs> Three cups time, of yeah, coffee. First time I've seen you in a while because you're out on the road so much. Yeah. And uh, and we you got to talking and, and I said, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is a podcast. Because you come off the road with uh, the frequently asked questions of That's most right. students, right? Yeah, I thought it would be great to, uh, to address some of the most common questions that I get a chance to hear directly from people that I meet. Uh, and, and and there are some really valid things that people need to sure. know, of course, especially on an introductory level right. when it comes to voice acting. Um, right. So this doesn't replace now the getting yeah. paid to talk class. Okay? Right. You still right. want to go to one of those when we come to town. But uh, but at the same time, uh, these are, as you say, very common questions that you, get, uh, you hear again and again that might help you decide whether or not you should go to one of our uh, classes. Absolutely. Or, or maybe get into training right away. Yeah. And, and keep in mind that two and a half hours is kind of tough to condense into 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 10 or 15 minutes here, yeah. Exactly. And I know there's technology out there that might do that, but I don't think you'd understand what we have to say. No, probably not. So, probably not. Uh, one of the first questions that I'd really like to tackle today is somebody, you know, oftentimes will raise their hand either in the middle of class or in the beginning or the end and say, so, okay, so how do I know whether or not I have the raw talent for voice acting? Mm, or, okay. or, or, or or do I need to do, like, acting lessons or something? Okay, well, there, there are actually a couple of questions there that we can we can tackle right away. Okay. And, and I think one of the first uh, responses I would have to that is that if uh, you enjoy reading and reading out loud, yep. and if you believe that that's something you could learn to do well and would like to do more of, then... That's what a voice acting is. It's not having this terrific announcer's voice. Okay, yeah. Tom and I came out of, <laughs> yeah. of uh, radio, and so you know, and I've done some TV, and and uh, and and certainly, it's nice to have a voice that's that's melodic and people love listening to. <laughs> oh but that's my. not that's not what voice acting is today. <laughs> when you think about it, how many announcers are really doing voice work anymore? Yes, it's the everyday person that you're hearing on commercials, on radio and TV. It's the everyday um, uh, presentation in a narration that someone's doing yep. for whether it be a, a documentary on TV or an instructional video that you watch at work. It's it's connecting with somebody one-on-one. Yeah. So, so if you enjoy reading out loud, this is just a great place to start. Yeah, I, I think that that's a, a super valid point. In, in fact, um, it's, it's true statistically if you'd like, uh, that, you know, back in the day, back in the day, when you and I first started, <laughs> it was all, it was that low male voice get, yeah. that got thrown at every project. Exactly. You know, 99% of the time. Now, uh, statistically, it is, it is now even 50, yeah, 50 men really and women. Is. Yep, exactly. So we're, we're looking at a whole new era here. And yes, the key here to, re, to, to remind those who are concerned about this, it, it's, it's all about how sincere and how conversational you, you can, can sound. sound exactly, yeah, and and that is something that you can learn. You can be trained to do. Okay? Yes, and that's part of what we do here at Voice Coaches in our training. Uh, very often, we'll get some folks that start out and they're a little hesitant. They're not very comfortable reading out loud, right? Um, and so we we've got techniques and things that uh, that we train folks so that you can get to the point where you are comfortable doing it and you can read almost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the you know people ask me, well, you know, you've been doing this forever. 
what would, what did you sound like when you first started? Well, that's not that's not fair. Okay? You really first want to know? All, you don't really want to know because my voice is up here. Okay, first of all, uh, and then secondly, the other thing is when I realized I wanted to be on the radio, I started getting ready to do that at like the age of twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and yeah. I started reading out loud every day from newspapers and magazines. I pretended I was on the radio. I pretended I was doing the news. Did you even know? Um, did I even know what <laughs> that you were developing as a voice? Oh, well, I thought I was getting better at it just because I was doing it all the time. Yeah. And, and I really think it came down to that, uh, remember the uh, 10,000 hour rule where uh, folks like the Beatles, yes. before they became really popular and Beatlemania hit uh, the world, they had about 10,000 hours prior to that of playing together well, yeah. and knowing exactly what they did uh, without even you know talking to one it, another. It was they, a school of hard know, knocks for those guys. It, it was, it was. <laughs> yeah. And the, the same thing holds true in almost anything you do. Once you've done it enough and you mm -hmm. get used to doing it, it becomes second nature and that's when the success kicks in. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's a, it's a wonderful point. Now, here's the other thing that I, that I wanted to address real quick was uh, people ask, okay, so do I, do I need acting lessons? Because you mm -hmm. call it voice acting. Right. It, what, 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 I'm not an actor. I've never had experience of that. What do I do? Sure. I actually, I kind of prefer to teach folks that have not had acting experience. Not to say yeah. that the folks that do don't do a great job, mm -hmm. but it is. it really is two different uses of your voice. First of all, if you're talking stage acting, you're talking projection. You're talking, you know, being able to talk to the back row and have the back row understand you. Yep. Please don't do that when you get behind the microphone. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, right, because it blows our earphones <laughs> off of our heads, okay? <laughs> so that's the first first thing. The other thing that's very different is think about it. When you're on stage doing this, if you make a mistake, yeah. you cannot start over again. You have yeah. to roll with the flow and you have to get to that cue eventually um, so the next person knows how to, to you know, follow you. Kind of reminds me of the golden age of radio where there was no taking it back. Yeah. Once it was out, it was out it there. Out, yeah. Well, here's the great thing about voice acting. We can do take two. We can do yep. take three. And I'm very good friends with take seven and eight. You've heard me say that before. <laughs> 55. Uh, I visit them all the time. Exactly. <laughs> so again, keep in mind that um, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. And you have to know professionally, of course, how to do that, how to professionally correct yourself. That's yes. all a part of what we teach you know, in, in our course. And it's really never a big deal to make no, a mistake. No. Now, that's not to say that taking, uh, and we've had a few students that have done this, they take improv classes. Yes. And even though you're never going to improvise, uh, improvise that's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Read even what's on the page. You're, yeah, you're going to have to read what's on the page. Mm -hmm. You're not going to improvise. Sometimes just knowing or getting that confidence in, in improv yes. you know, can make you feel better and more comfortable behind the microphone. Being spontaneous is never a problem as long as you're reading exactly what's in front of you on the page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Um, but again, the bottom line here is that you have... You can do it again and again until you get it right. right. Now, obviously, if it takes you two hours to do something that should have taken one hour, you're not going to get invited back by the producer. They're, they're just not going to do that. Easily. So once again, it's knowing your craft, learning how to apply it. And, and that's something that, again, we talk about in the intro, introductory class as he hits the microphone. Um, but, <laughs> but we don't really um, uh, get deep into it until you, know, you decide, well, maybe I should take some training in this. Right, yeah. right, exactly, which is, yeah. which is a great point. Now, the other thing that I hear an awful lot from people, now here's the thing, you know, I'm, I'm in different parts of the country oftentimes, mm. and no matter where you go, whatever city, whatever town, whatever it might be, uh, there's always an issue when it comes to accents, regionalisms, mm. dialects, and I get this. So 
okay, I'm from the deep south. Is it going to be a problem that I've got a southern accent? Or uh, I, I'm from from uh, Baston and I, I <laughs> drop my R's? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, is that... Uh... Well, uh, once again, there is so much work out there in every part of the country that, no, this really doesn't matter a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm reminded of... Um, and you're right about the regionalisms. Um, if you're really... If you have a really good ear, like my English teacher in college did, my English professor in college, first year of college, first day, she's got 25 people in the room, yep. and she has us all say something to her, talk to her for about uh, you know just a few sentences, Sure. and she tells us each individually where we're from just by listening to us. Wow. How neat was that? Yeah. I said, whoa, this is really cool. Now, here's an interesting thing. She gets to me, and I speak with her, mm-hmm. and she says, okay, Warren, I'm not hearing any discernible accent. You must be from upstate New York. <laughs> and I looked at her like she had two heads. I said, oh, my Lord, how do you do that? And she says, well, again, there are a lot of people from the, the you know, upstate New York area, from yep. like Albany through over to, to Syracuse and, and you know middle part of New York, uh, and we find that they don't have as much of a regionalism. They sound you know very much like the Midwest. A lot of announcers have also come out of the Midwest. Yes, very true. Um, Johnny Carson out of uh, Nebraska. Yeah. And, and folks like that. And they're, uh, Tom Brokaw, I believe, is all from out that well, way. They, they, Walter Cronkite was from out that They've way. always referred to this as the middle American accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there, there's certainly, we, we all have differences. We all can sound like we're from different parts of, of the same America. Sure. But you know what? There's just, again, so much work out there for those parts. And then, Tom, talk about you know how folks sometimes can overcome those regionalisms. Oh yeah, no, no. There's one of the things that, and this is what I did as a kid, uh, because I realized I did have a bit of a of regionalism going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would watch uh, newscasters mm-hmm. and also uh, certain actors that I that I like the the sound of that were very neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonard Nimoy was one. As, well, as Spock, yeah. uh, very, very clean, mm-hmm, uh, cl- mm-hmm. crisp diction because of that was his character. But sure. also uh, people like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, the name of uh, Dan. Oh, not Dan. Uh, let me think about this for a second. Uh, last name was Reynolds, was an ABC broadcaster. Frank. Frank Reynolds. Frank Reynolds. Okay. Frank Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, I believe he was out of Chicago, but had no accent. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. neutral, and mm-hmm. uh, and and watched and listened to him a lot, and tried to emulate that. And there, and there you go. And you can do that as well. Think of how many stars you watch on TV every day, in your favorite show. Yep. And then they appear on a talk show, and you go, "Oh my gosh, they're from Australia." Yeah. Or, "Oh my gosh, he's British," and yet they can do an American affectation without a problem. Yes. And sometimes many different ones. Well, these are obviously very talented folks, but no matter where you're from, with practice, you can get rid of some of the regionalisms that you might have if you want to go that direction. Right, if it's yeah. a problem. If, if you yeah. feel it's a problem. Now, yeah. just because, again, you sound like you're from Boston and you park your car and all that <laughs> stuff, and that's as close as I get to doing that, um, doesn't mean that, again, that's going to limit you as to what you can do. It may limit you as to where your audience may be. In yes. other words, you may do instructional videos mostly for New England. England, mm-hmm. Or maybe you'll do commercials that'll just be in New England or whatever. But that doesn't mean, again, it's going to keep you from getting fine work and, and good work. And we do that anyway. 
Yeah. So that's never a problem. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's plenty of work no matter what part of the country you're from. Exactly, exactly. So so don't uh, don't let that stop you. If you've been sitting there going, well, everybody says I'm a good old boy and that's how I'm going to sound, <laughs> you don't necessarily have to, to, to do that. You can, and we've taught many folks that have overcome that and others that haven't, but that type of voice is in demand somewhere, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, and you know, and so they're they're going to be looking, you know, for you uh, in your uniqueness as well. So, Warren, the last thing I'd like to touch base with you on is another question I get an awful lot these days. Uh, I'm not very good with computers. Do I need to learn about the technical equipment used for voice acting and or do I need to worry about having a home studio? Mm -hmm. And you do hear a lot of this discussion on the Internet and, uh, you know, a lot of chat rooms that, that talk about, well, the only way you're going to be successful here is to do this yourself. You yeah, know, it's a, yeah. You know, it's a sole practitioner type business and uh, you got to have your own studio and all that. And I say balderdash. OK, <laughs> don't you love that word? I love that. <laughs> Especially the, that the holidays. Time. Yeah, exactly. Balderdash. <laughs> No, you know what? Uh, there is still so much work out there to be done in studios. Yes. And even if not, there's not a lot to recording if you if you know anything about a computer. Okay, yeah, that's really, true. there's that's not true. a lot to it. And and Tom, I mean, you've got your own home set up, quite yep. quite fancy, a lot fancier than mine. Well, I mean, I've maintained a home studio since 1988. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and 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 it's I've gone through the tape era, and of course now digital. Uh, and oddly enough. We can do this in a much smaller space oh, yeah. than we used to. I don't need the all that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, it really comes down to a good computer, right? A very good microphone, true. Decent software, yeah. Uh, but number one on the list. A quiet place in the house, and that's that's it. Yeah, we we've talked about this before because I'll be doing something at home, and all I've got is a microphone that plugs right into the computer, and nothing else fancy. A fifty dollar yeah. piece of software that I use, and um, and then as I start trying to, to do either an audition or you know something for someone, the neighbor starts uh, his snowblower, uh, <laughs> uh, which is interesting in July. Um, but uh, no, you know the lawnmower, the you know, the leaf blower, and the all dog. that stuff. The dog. Exactly. So, so that's an important thing to keep in mind if you're going to go that way. But again, let's back up. A lot of folks get started in this industry on their own, but they go into studios because a lot of the work that you're looking for is done by corporations and large companies yes. that have either their own studios or they rent studios nearby in order to produce what they have to produce. And they're going to bring you right in and have you work in those studios. Exactly, exactly. And so, and you know what? The studios, as you can tell by visiting ours, don't have to be you know humongous anymore. Right. You can. Uh, I mean, Tom and I are talking. Tom's in a booth that. What would you say that is like? I know oh. it's not square, but would you say well, maybe? Well, it's you know, it's like like eight by six. Eight, eight by six or something. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And and he's in a quiet you know booth now very easily in that eight by six space he could keep all the equipment he needs in order to record himself. Oh, yeah. yeah, no doubt. So you're going to find that there are recording studios that you never knew about that are in your neighborhood, that are around the corner. They're in the guy's basement. They're in the attic. They're in the um, <laughs> they're in the uh, garage, you know, in back, you know, of the house. Um, you know, there, there are all sorts of ways that you can set up a studio and you don't have to have a lot of room to do it anymore. I've been in a house now uh, since 2002 with my wife and, and uh, when we first... 
first purchased the house, it was a very attractive sale because there was a bedroom in the basement. Mm. And that basement basement bedroom, I believe, was constructed specifically to keep a 16-year-old daughter uh, in at night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was a lock on the outside of the door. Oh, <laughs> well, that's scary. <laughs> but it is actually right in the corner of the basement. Uh, so there's uh, you know two uh, solid cement walls, at least, uh, in addition to the fact that I put in some more soundproofing. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it's ideal. And, yeah, and if, you, sounds like if you have that kind of layout, yeah. by all means. So if we don't hear from you for a week, we should check with your wife and see <laughs> yeah. if she's locked you down there? Uh, it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I hope you get the idea that this can be done no matter you know what you do or do not know about computers. Um, once again, the software I use is so intuitive. It's it's a matter of pointing, clicking, dragging, uh, highlighting, deleting, yeah. and, and that's all it takes. That's all you need to do. Now you do that in a document that you type up to send to somebody, yeah, right? An email. That's a yeah. that's, that's a good comparison. You can, yeah, and you can do the same thing with uh, you know fifty dollars software that records you and plays you back that you can add music to if you want to and all that stuff. But you don't have to go that direction. By the way, if you do. You know, take our course because we have a premium offer that if you're oh, a former student, right. and, and, it's, and it's a whole premium class on how to create your own uh, studio at home. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's actually a really, really good course. Yeah. So we're uh, headed into the holidays, and we're taking a break from the road so we can learn what Tom looks like again. Okay? <laughs> he comes and visits us here. You but really it, want to know that, <laughs> huh? <laughs> but it won't be too, be, uh, too deep, he's trying to say. But it won't be too deep into 2017 before we again offer our popular Getting Paid to Talk class. This is the perfect opportunity to get your questions answered about whether or not you're cut out for the business of voice acting. You know, that, that brochure you get from our, your local university, the college, uh, mm -hmm. the school district, or the rec program offering adult education classes. Have yep. you seen those? I've seen those. I get a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. you do. Okay. Uh, you've probably seen our class listed among things like decorating for the holidays, uh, <laughs> right. basting the turkey proper, you sure, know, that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah, right. uh, now, <laughs> starting again the week of January 10th, we'll be on the road yet again, uh, perhaps right near you in your town. Yeah, that's true. Look for our class in January in Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Frederick, and Gaithersburg, Maryland, and Port Ewan, New York. Also in Atlanta and Valdosta, Georgia. I love the name Valdosta. Mm. Uh, Nashville and Memphis, Tennessee, and Cortland, Liverpool, Webster, and Tonawanda, New York. I like saying that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, call us to find out when and where we're going to be near you. Now, the number is simple, 866-887-2834. Or you can use the internet, drop us an email at podcast at voicecoaches.com, where you may also send us your comments, questions, topic suggestions for this weekly get-together. And if you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, as a lot of folks do around the world, don't be shy. Give us a rating, make some comments, tell your friends. <laughs> You know, I mean, we got to <laughs> bring the dog. Yeah, bring the dog, whatever. Yeah. And I hope you'll join us again next week. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information.